up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I'll ride with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. And Eric Fry. Why are all the fingers getting pointed at me? It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to another edition and another day of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio, live here in the uh, 98.9 The Game Jack FM Studios. It's Travis Sparks hanging out with you today, flying solo with you today as Eric is out, but I still got a good show uh, lined up for you here on my uh, solo mission uh, coming up. We got a local sports to uh, talk about. We don't have a lot from last night due to that uh, weather pretty much canceling everything or postponing everything, I guess I should say. And we'll try to take a look at some of the revised schedules for tomorrow. I know that the uh, Little Illini Conference Tournament had to do a revised schedule and they got a jam-packed day tomorrow uh, that we'll take a look at. And we'll also take a look at a couple of junior high scores from last night and uh, also uh, seeing what's on the table for uh, this evening because junior high seventh grade boys basketball is deep into a postseason play regional play so we'll take a look at that new AP polls that came out yesterday for both boys and girls basketball at the high school level so we'll take a look at that and we will see where our area teams stack up there in the latest AP polls top 10 We'll also get to uh, the NFL as well, some NFL news and notes, some breaking news, maybe uh, offensive coordinator being hired in New York to try to sway a certain QB to come there. Well, we saw how it worked out for Denver, but we'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. And also, the award finalists were uh, named yesterday for some NFL awards like MVP, Rookie of the Year, and uh, stuff like that. So we'll take a look at those nominees there and get my predictions of who I think will win those awards later in the show. And also, uh, we'll hit up on uh, some other things. I uh, have some other interesting news and notes that I want to get to as well. Also, hit on some uh, national sports, NBA, NHL, college basketball, all on the way. And, of course, as always, if I can't fit everything here in a two of the show, I'll squeeze it into a, the a podcast in some sort of fashion. And, of course, that podcast can be found on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com. And just click on that if you miss any of the 
previous shows, previous episodes with Eric and I. You can check it out in the archives on our website, fmradio.com, and in our deep archives of uh, on our plat- our podcasting platforms because we're deep into this show as we're slowly trekking down the tracks to 700 coming up as soon as 700 episodes of the uh, starting lineup. Crazy to uh, think about, but uh, we're getting close to that benchmark coming up here in a, a few short weeks or so. And of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without you fine folks out there in listener land, but also they wouldn't be possible without McMahon Meets, Stingley Insurance Agency, Web Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and Tatopolis State Bank. We appreciate uh, those uh, fine folks for sponsoring uh, the uh, show and making Making it possible for all of you. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and I got a lot to get to here today, and we'll see what I can jam pack here into this hour-long show, and we'll see what I can get to. So, uh, without further ado, let's kick it off, and let's kick it off with what we always do. It's a one-man show, but we still need to kick it off with first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in the NBA today as there was some marquee matchups last night on ESPN with the doubleheader. And also there was a nice performance put in by Dame Lillard that I'll talk about it coming up. I didn't even realize that when I ran through the NBA schedule from last night that the first game of the doubleheader was, of course, the Brooklyn Nets scoring off against the 76ers and no Kevin Durant. But it was significant because, of course, Ben Simmons returned to uh, Philadelphia, and he finally uh, took the court this time around in this matchup, and it did not miss, it did not disappoint for sure. So it was Ben Simmons versus uh, Joel Embiid, and they kind of tangled a couple of times. I know that one time Embiid scored, and then when he ran down uh, the floor, and he was like, oh, crap, I got to get back. And he, uh, well, accidentally bumped into the back of Ben Simmons there. So, uh, of course, you know, uh, Philadelphia, you know, when I think of Philadelphia fans, but they were very uh, rambunctious uh, last night. And uh, so, uh, of course, uh, Embiid uh, aggressively posted him up that one time as well so it was uh nice to see uh that i guess and you know the nba that's one of the things that an nba really is truly missing in today's sport is the the rivalries and you know back in the day you had bird versus magic you had jordan versus everybody basically just no matter who he was stacking up against they seemed like he always had a rivalry but you know of course with the bad boy pistons but uh still you had that for a little bit you had that flirtation rivalry with uh trey young and new york and the knicks but uh, of course lebron's been kind of the villain since he took his talents to south beach but uh, we haven't really had that one a true rivalry uh that's kind of defined the sport and i'm not saying that the 76ers are in nets or anything like that at all or ben simmons versus is Joel Embiid, but it is one rivalry uh, that we can get in today's day and age in the NBA, and it was nice to see uh, last night, and hey, it did not disappoint. It was uh, entertaining uh, for sure. Now, uh, Kyrie Irving did lead the way in the scoring department for the Nets in the loss. He did have 30 points, but uh, man, Claxton with 25 points as well. High-scoring affair as well. The score was tight at 41 
And it was like halftime scores of some high school games, but that was only the first quarter of the uh, Nets and uh, 76ers. And uh, so uh, Ben Simmons did have uh, 12 points and uh, five rebounds, five assists in uh, the contest and uh, actually on the floor playing in front of the 76er crowd. Uh, Joel Embiid did have 26 to lead the way for the 76ers. James, James Harden had 23 for Philadelphia as well. And Maxi coming off the bench with 27 points. I mean, right there when you have three guys in a double figures and in the 20-point department, that's going to be hard to stop. And, you know, it's basically been uh, Kyrie Irving, and that was it. But he didn't even lead the way, actually. I didn't even uh, see him at the bottom of the screen because it's the other Curry, not Stephen Curry, but Seth Curry. 32 points off the bench last night, looking like uh, his brother. I don't know who's younger or who's older. I think Steph is older, I think, so... Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but he's a 7 for 10 uh, from a beyond the arc for uh, Seth last night in the loss to uh, Philadelphia, uh, though. So, uh, hey, nice to see Joe Embiid going and clashing head-to-head. Simmons uh, there, of course, everything that happened there with Ben Simmons and his tenure uh, with uh, Philadelphia. So uh, they clashed night, last night, and it was uh, pretty entertaining to watch on the floor as well. Second game of the night in the doubleheader for ESPN was uh, the Grizzlies and Warriors and this one was a pretty exciting game as well as the Warriors. Uh, they had to uh, come back there and uh, they uh, defeated the uh, Grizzlies 122 to 1-20 and uh, man it was kind of uh, coming out of nowhere as well as you know the Grizzlies they're actually not shooting the ball uh, very well. Golden State was shooting a lot better than they were at one point, but the Grizzlies had a decently sized lead uh, there for the majority of the game. But, you know, Golden State won it in the fourth quarter basically there. And also there was some, I don't know, controversy, but uh, something that doesn't happen very often that uh, Steph Curry was actually a toss from the game, and that was like a minute 14 remaining in the contest. And uh, he was kind of like upset at Jordan Poole for an ill-advised three-point attempt, but uh, he was kind of uh, running back in frustration, and he took out his mouthpiece, and he threw it out into the crowd as well. And uh, so uh, that was an automatic ejection for uh, Mr. Steph Curry uh, there, and it was only his third career ejection, including the playoffs. All three uh, ejections had involved his mouthpiece, so... Uh, hey, keep it in your mouth there, Steph. I mean, you, you chew on it like it's a chew toy out there when you're shooting free throws and whatnot. Keep that sucker in your mouth. You used to run laps. I remember, you know, playing football. You used to have to run laps to keep that mouth guard in and that mouthpiece in. But uh, in game six of the 2016 NBA Finals, Curry was, was tossed for almost an identical incident with his mouthpiece that uh, flew and hit a fan sitting uh, courtside. And in 2017, he was also ejected against the Grizzlies for throwing his mouth guard at a referee in a game. So, uh, hey, maybe you should stop uh, wearing the, the mouth guard if it's going to be such an issue and going to be such a problem. But uh, because his mouthpiece didn't hit anyone on Wednesday, Curry said that he thought it should have been, it should not have been an immediate ejection. But Crew Chief Sean Wright confirmed the reasoning to a reporter. Uh, Stephen Curry takes his mouthpiece and throws it into the stands with force as per rule. That is an automatic ejection. Uh, now, uh, Steph Curry did uh, finish and lead the way with uh, 43 points. So luckily it was only like a minute left in the game. So it wasn't really that big of a deal uh, for Golden State, even though I guess it was a big deal. It was still a close game 
uh, at that point. But, uh, hey, uh, still came away with uh, the dub, and I think that's all that matters there. And Ja led the way for Memphis. He had 29 points, and the Grizzlies kind of been slumping a little bit after they had that long win streak. I think it was like 10 games or so, if not more, and now they're on a four-game losing streak. So, uh, as one win streak ends, uh, losing streak begins there for Memphis. But I say they're still doing all right. 31 and a 17 as we inch closer to uh, the NBA All-Star game not too long from now in February. Heard about the, the new rules there. Still want to get into those uh, Pro Bowl rules and what's going to lead up to the game uh, next Sunday. But I want to wait till Eric is here to explain uh, some of these rules. I don't think he's seen the Pro Bowl rules or not only just for the game, but uh, the games that are going to lead up to the actual flag football uh, game. So definitely stick around next week uh, for that for sure. And then also uh, one of the uh, shining stars uh, from uh, last night uh, was uh, Dame Lillard as he dropped a 60-burger on the Jazz, 134-124. to Dame Lillard goes for 67 rebounds, 8 assists, and it was also a very efficient 60 points as well as uh, he I thought I had it pulled up here yeah, there it is uh, he just needed 29 shot attempts and 10 free throw attempts to score 60 that puts him in elite company as he's only uh, the uh, third player in NBA history to have reached 60 points on fewer shot attempts but both uh, the other players that did it, it was Carl Malone. He had 26 shot attempts in 1990, and James Harden had 24 shot attempts in 2019. And, of course, both of those guys, you know, go with the free throw line a lot. James Harden, especially free throws, probably involved a lot of that as well. Uh, both of those guys, Harden and Malone, had a higher uh, percentage of their points at the foul line. Of course, they shot 23 free throws apiece. Of course, there it is. I just proved my my point there with Malone and Harden making uh, camping at the free throw line, basically, uh, there. Meanwhile, only one player has scored a 60 points, has done it with fewer than 10 free throw attempts, and that was Rick Barry. He only needed five free throws to score a 60, and that was back in 1974 there. And so uh, because Lillard posted the higher sh true shooting percentage, a measure of combined efficiency on shot attempts of free throws, uh, it's uh, the biggest one ever. And a 60-point performance there. So uh, Dame Lillard, it was Dame time last night. And it was Dame time against the Jazz. And in a very efficient 60 points there for Dame Lillard. One of the best in the game. One of my favorites uh, to watch when I do catch uh, NBA uh, basketball is Mr. Dame Lillard there. And also uh, last night in uh, the NBA, we had the Magic. They beat the Pacers by 6, 126 to 120. Uh, the Wizards over the Rockets, 108 103. Bucks over the Nuggets, 107 to uh, 99. Giannis goes for 33 points, 14 boards. Timberwolves over the Pelicans, 111 to 102. Hawks over the Thunder, 137 to 132. Trey Young, 33 for the Hawks. Outside the Raptors over the Kings, 113 to 95. And it was the Lakers over the Spurs, 113 to 104. And that was significant because Anthony Davis returned to the lineup for LA. And he did so off the bench as well. And that's the first time he's come off the bench since 2013. And he had 21 points in the game for AD, for the eyebrow, or the unibrow, I guess. Not the eyebrow, the unibrow for Mr. AD there in the win 
for Los Angeles. So I was a look at what the NBA had in store for you. And, of course, I caught first take this morning, and they were talking about uh, load management, and that's a big topic of discussion now, especially. Uh, I don't know if it was because of this, but, you know, uh, I saw the story that came out of Miami about uh, a fan traveling really far away uh, to see Jimmy Butler play, and he didn't end up playing in the game that he went to, uh, but the fan was brought back the very next day so that uh, he could meet with Jimmy Butler and uh, the family as well as take pictures there on the court with Jimmy Butler. So at least uh, JB uh, made it right uh, there. But uh, that's another topic of discussion that always seems to come up uh, this time of year. Uh, games going on tonight on TNT, the Knicks and uh, Celtics, and then the Mavericks and the Suns are going to be on TNT. Uh, tonight the Spurs and Clippers will also face off. Cavs, Rockets, Bulls, Hornets in action, Pistons, and the Nets as well. So that was a look at NBA to start the show, and let's switch things up to some local sports now at the high school level and junior high as well. Coming up, we'll take a look at the schedule for you tonight. Coming up here on the other side on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov to learn more and file your claim. It's here! It's here! Uh, please sign here. Yes, my brand new laptop! I love... Oh, there is a scratch on the lid! Mom! 8 out of 10 refurbished computers have something on the blink. So if this happens, call Worth Computer Repair. Martin can fix everything from your battery to your internal hard drive. And he'll come to you anywhere, anytime. Call Worth Computer Repair. 618-292-1002. That's 618-292-1002. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Shop limited time deals at the truckload event at Lowe's, happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the truckload event today. Valid 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, I noticed it's been a few minutes since you thought about when your quarterback ran into his own teammate and fumbled, technically forcing his own fumble, and then the other team took it in for a score, and then you couldn't turn on the TV for a month without being constantly reminded of the time your quarterback sacked himself and fumbled. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. 
Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSafe. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. And now, Mike Trout uses HGH though. That's the only reason why he's good. I was gonna say, is he still the best player in baseball? Yes. Even with all his injuries. Why? And the... Because people don't talk about him because he plays for the Angels, and they're gonna continue to not talk about him because he still plays for sign a long term deal. And he doesn't play an entire season. And he can't make the postseason. And he doesn't because the Angels stink. Play the whole season. The starting lineup. I think you have to play a majority of the season to be the best player. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 via game ESPN radio. Travis Parks hanging out with you here uh, today and uh, coming up. Take a look at the local sports schedule for tonight as nothing, not a lot was going on in the high school basketball world yesterday due to uh, the impacted weather affecting some schedules. Of course, NTC moved their games up and some of the consolation games for the LIC uh, tournament had to be moved back and they're completing that tournament on Friday. They'll update you on here in uh, just a second, but I did want to take a look at uh, some uh, seventh grade uh, boys basketball uh, regionals from uh, last night. Uh, this is kind of out of the uh, listening area, but uh, Payne has taken heart. Uh, they uh, defeated Decatur Lutheran 42-26 uh, last night at the uh, 1A level. Uh, we also had uh, Dietrich win the 7th uh, grade regional championship there in in uh, St. Anthony, and they did it by uh, defeating the host school, St. Anthony, 47-37 to uh, 37 there. So uh, Dietrich advances on to a sectional play, so congratulations to uh, them. Uh, we also had, uh, coming up uh, tonight, we have uh, the Altamont 7th grade uh, team there in uh, Nokomis taking on the host school in Nokomis there as Altamont was victorious the other night over A&M 32-20. So uh, 2A regional championship tonight, Altamont versus Nicomas. So uh, check out that and good luck to those uh, boys over there. Uh, we also had a uh, last night, we had uh, Jasper County uh, falling in the 3A regional championship there in Red Hill. They lost to uh, the host school Red Hill. So they lost that one by the final of a 31 to a 29. So a uh, close defeat there for Newton Jasper County. We also have the regional championship in uh, Sullivan there at a 3A for the seventh grade boys. And it's going to be uh, Tatopoulos uh, squaring off against Tuscola East Prairie as uh, Tatopoulos beats Sullivan the other uh, night handily. 61-19 to was the final uh, there. And uh, Tuscola got there by beating Decatur Johns Hill 34-31 to there. And that was going to be at Sullivan Elementary School uh, tonight for the uh, regional championship. And uh, we also have Vandalia in uh, the uh, regional championship as well. That occurred, I thought it was tonight, but I don't have a score uh, for that one. I guess that occurred last night uh, there against East St. Louis Lincoln. 
And at the uh, 4A level, uh, we had uh, uh, Mount Zion fall to Rochester in the 4A Regional Championship. And that one was by the final score of 46 to a 10 there. So uh, it's a look, a quick look at a junior high uh, from uh, last night with the regional championships and a, a quick look at tonight as well. So uh, good luck to all those individuals still competing at the uh, junior high uh, seventh grade uh, level. And uh, so that was it from uh, last night. Uh, no high school basketball to uh, speak of. So we got a, a lot happening tonight, both in girls basketball and boys basketball as well. High school boys basketball. We got the NTC tournament continuing on there in Altamont as in the consolation side of things. It's going to be a CHBC squaring off against uh, South Central. Of course, a CHBC falling to Nioga in the opener there against uh, Nioga in that uh, one on the first day of the tournament and then South Central the other night uh, falling in comeback fashion to a North Clay uh, there and this is a rematch they've faced twice already as they've faced once in the Dietrich Holiday Tournament and South Central won that 77-68 back on December 27th so almost a month ago and also uh, they uh, faced uh, looks like last week as well in uh, South Central or last Friday to be exact, and uh, South Central won this 60-40. So uh, South Central looking to make it three in a row against CHBC on the Constellation side uh, there for the Cougars. I also have uh, the other Constellation game is Nioga against Windsor Stew Straws. Of course, Nioga won the opener, but then lost to Altamont the uh, other day. And Windsor Stew Straws, of course, fell to a Dietrich the other night as well and this also is a rematch as well as these teams have a faced off at the beginning of uh, this month as it was uh, Windsor's two straws winning it in a close one 62 to a 59 there and that game uh, was at Windsor's two straws I believe there so uh, Nyoga looking for a little bit of revenge that close loss to the Hatchets just at the beginning of the month and also it's a day of rematches there at the conference tournament in Altamont as it's going to be Altamont versus Dietrich in the championship semifinals games approximately going to start at 8 o'clock and of course you can hear that over on our sister station 100.5 105.5 Jack FM CHBC versus South Central beginning about uh, 5 o'clock today. And then Yoga wins his two straws approximately 6.30 following that CHBC South Central game. And Altamont and Dietrich approximately 8 o'clock. So uh, make sure you tune in around there to uh, check that out. Of course, two games before it. If they could go long, could go short. Uh, usually don't go short. <laughs> but uh, Altamont, Dietrich, also a rematch as well as the, these two teams have uh, faced off already once this season. And it was, what's the exact date? That was at the beginning of the month as well. It was January uh, 6th there in Altamont. And I remember that was uh, balling for a cure night as well as Avery Arthouse. Six threes in the uh, first half there. I remember uh, I went for 24 in the first half. Half didn't score in the second half, though. 
Um, and then uh, Dietrich, of course, they were led by Wessendorf in the last matchup. Uh, Gephardt, he almost he got outshined there, if not for Yarhouse's six threes. Gephardt had a great game the other night. I know he had 22 the other night against Windsor, and he had 17 points, including four three-pointers in the last matchup uh, with Altima as well. And for some reason, the 2019 matchup in the semifinals of the conference tournament jumps out to me as well with the family connections and the last names uh, the same all over the place, both uh, on the Dietrich side and the Altima side as well. So maybe they remember uh, that matchup well, and like I do. Uh, but... We'll see what happens uh, tonight in uh, the uh, semi-finals there with Altamont and uh, Dietrich. Should be a good one later on uh, tonight in the championship semifinals. And then uh, Friday, the other semifinal game will be North Clay and St. Anthony. That also will be a rematch as well. But I'll talk more about that tomorrow. We also have a, a ton of uh, girls basketball games on the schedule for tonight in the Apollo Conference. It's FEM hosting Mattoon, Brownstown St. Elmo hosting Ramsey, which do straws at CHBC. And it's a rematch of the uh, NTC tournament uh, from last week. Uh, Cumberland against uh, Tri-County. Tri-County coming off winning the Lincoln Prairie Conference tournament there on the girls' side. They're looking to defend home court against the Pirates. Dietrich is hosting South Central. North Clay is at Sandoval. Newton is at Olney. Lawrenceville is at Casey. Paris hosting Mount Carmel. And Charleston against Muhammad tonight as well. And we also have the uh, third place game and the championship of the Central Illinois Girls Basketball Tournament there as it is going to be a Tuscola squaring off against the Decatur St. Teresa at the championship at 7.30 there in Warrensburg-Latham. So these two have some uh, classic games on the gridiron on the football field, but the uh, girls basketball side as Tuscola we'll see where they rank in the uh, latest polls and uh, they'll be squaring off against uh, St. Teresa there tonight in Warrensburg and then in the third place game as a Central A&M they fell to uh, St. Teresa uh, the other night and they'll be going up against uh, Warrensburg Latham who uh, fell to Tuscola the other night so and that game is approximately uh, six o'clock there tonight for the championship of the CIC girls basketball tournament this evening so we'll report on that coming up tomorrow but right now i got to uh, step away and uh, take another break and then when i return speaking of those high school basketball polls that's what i'm taking a look at uh, coming up next here on the uh, starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all out of family homes. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. What do you think, what do you expect to happen with Tom Brady? There's only two teams that I would vote for him to go to. One, the New York Jets. Okay. And I would vote for him to go back to New England for the last hurrah. Not that that would ever happen, but those would be the two teams that I would say, yeah. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings on 98.9 The Game. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Wendy's nose cold and soggy fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day. And all night. Until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them. The Hoop Collective Podcast. I'm at our ESPN LA studios. You may remember that Bev did a couple of days of work for ESPN last year. Oh, I remember. I was on with him. He left a gorgeous Dolce & Gabbana suit here that is just spectacular. You should wear it on TV today, Brian. I do not believe it will fit me, only because the arms are too long. You're across the street. Come over and get it. It's got to be at least a $7,000 suit. The Hoop Collective Podcast. Listen on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten, and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Bob, go first. Semis once. Travis. Third round, three times. Semis. Once. once. This year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week, it'll no, be completely No, no, that's wrong. Well, I mean, okay, no, it's not. It's Okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus. Oh, that was so stupid. On 98.9 The Game. So stupid. <laughs> thought this was a freaking trick question. Travis Sparks here through the Sports Center update. The Blues will try to avoid a third consecutive loss when they visit the Arizona Coyotes tonight. The Blues are coming off a 5-3 loss to the Buffalo Sabres at home on Tuesday. St. Louis is in sixth place in the Central Division with 49 points. The Bulls continue their three-game road trip with a game against the Charlotte Hornets at a Spectrum Center tonight. The Bulls lost to the Indiana Pacers 116-110, as I mentioned last night, to snap a three-game winning streak. Chicago is in 10th place in the Eastern Conference with a 22-25 record. The Blackhawks will try to avoid a three, a straight, a third straight loss when they visit the Calgary Flames tonight. The Blackhawks are coming off a 5-2 loss to the Vancouver Canucks on Tuesday. Chicago remains in last place in the Central Division with 32 points. The Colts continue to look for their new head coach. On Wednesday, Indianapolis met with interim coach Jeff Saturday for his second interview for the full-time head coaching gig. According to ESPN, the Colts plan to conduct a second-round interview with seven head coaching candidates. Indy finished the season with a 4-12-1 record and the fourth overall pick in the upcoming draft. Mahomes says he is ready to go for the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs star quarterback is leaving little doubt in his availability for the AFC Championship game against Cincinnati on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes spoke to the media on Wednesday, said he's ready to go, quote-unquote. The quarterback suffered a high ankle sprain during the team's divisional round playoff win over the Jags last weekend. 
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on the 98.9 The uh, Game. Travis Sparks here handling the sports center reads today because I would throw it Eric to my right, but he is not to my right. He is not in a studio uh, with me here today. And uh, I'll be getting more to that uh, NFL news and notes about Patrick Mahomes and a new offensive coordinator there in the Jets to try to possibly sway a certain quarterback to come there to uh, New York and a couple other things. Things that I'll talk about in the NFL coming up as well. And I forgot about that. Uh, Mel Kuyper, if you're a big draft nut, he had his uh, first mock draft 1.0. And who did he have the Bears selecting as well? I might get to that coming up in the uh, pod. I almost forgot about that uh, mock draft 1.0. You know how big of a draft guy I am. Not very big. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, the thing that I was going to get to in uh, this segment. Uh, you know what time it is. Time, time for, for the polls. It's time to take a look at the Associated Press uh, basketball polls for uh, this week. And I always like to start in uh, 4A because that's where we see Lincoln Ways, the champions of the FEM Topless Christmas Classic. They were receiving five votes still in those polls. And we also had a new number one as well as Bennett Academy as uh, the new number one there in a 4A as a Kenwood suffered a, a loss this past weekend. And they fall all the way to four. Whitney Young falls all the way to a five after being number two in the polls uh, there. In a class uh, 3A, no one really uh, that close to us. Uh, Simeon still uh, sitting on top, number one. Metamora still at number two. And uh, Springfield, the Sager Hart Griffin, they uh, fell one spot as they went from three to four there in this week's polls. And Mount Zion, uh, they are just outside of the uh, top ten, getting some respect for the uh, Braves and their performance. Hey, they just beat T-Town last week, and it's a good win. Or not last week, this I think it was Tuesday, yeah. Uh, Mount Zion receiving 11 votes, three votes shy of the top ten there as Burlington Central got 14 points. So uh, maybe a couple more wins. Mount Zion maybe cracking the top ten. Uh, class 2A in the top 10. Uh, Princeton still sitting up top at number one team. Uh, Columbia, they uh, jumped up a spot to number two. Uh, Prairie Central, they uh, fell a spot to uh, number three there. I think that was the team that Topless beat the other night. Uh, Bree Central, they're tied a 4-4th with Rockford a Christian there. So Bree Central technically stays the same. Uh, and Rockford Christian jumps up a couple spots. St. Joe Ogden, they uh, jump up a spot. And uh, Ty Pence and the Spartans are at number seven. And that's where we see Tatopolis at uh, number eight after completely disappearing off the map last uh, week for the shoes. They're back in the top ten, and they weren't even receiving votes last week. So then, like I said, their votes must have got lost in the mail or something because hey, they shouldn't have completely uh, fallen off the list anywhere. Uh, but they're back in the the top 25 now despite that law or the top 25 top 10 despite that loss to the Braves earlier this week they were jumping up in weight class but uh, there they are at a number eight at 16 and five on the season uh, other people were receiving votes uh, Pinckneyville they're receiving 17 votes I know a couple area teams are going to be participating in the Pinckneyville shootout coming up very soon uh, we also had anyone else in uh, 2A Nope, no one else in a 2A. In a class a 1A, that's where we see a Jacksonville Root. They uh, still are number one in the land. And Decatur LSA is still number two after beating 
uh, Cumberland the other night, and uh, they're going for the Lincoln Prairie Conference Championship. They're 20-0, and and uh, they're number two. A lot of work to be done if they wanted to uh, uh, leapfrog Jacksonville route as uh, Jacksonville has 138 points, and Decatur LSA only has 118 points there at a number two uh, there. And the number three stays the same. It's Altamont, and they received one vote. So Altamont holding strong at the three spot. And uh, Chrysler Rock is still there in the top five as uh, they're number four in 1A right now, and they're 21-0 as well. So uh, two out of the four are undefeated teams so far. But maybe those records may be uh, some more impressive than others undefeated records. But uh, number seven is KZ. They stay the same there for the uh, Warriors despite that loss against uh, Newton. Uh, the other night, and the Camp Point Central is still holding it down at number 10 and actually back in the polls this time as they weren't ranked. Uh, South Fork receiving uh, 12 votes there at Tuscola. They got eight votes, and uh, St. Anthony receiving one vote as well in 1A. The uh, girls' basketball polls will look like this as uh, Lincoln. They are in a second place now as they were tied for third last week. Well, they're right there at 24-0, and uh, right below Nazareth as uh, they're the number one team in 3A right now. So uh, Lincoln did receive one first-place vote uh, there. Pure Central drops to a number three there. And anyone else receiving votes? Uh, Galesburg received a uh, vote in a 3A. In Class 2A, we still have Quincy Notre Dame receiving 10 first-place votes, so they got 100 points, and they're number one still. Uh, still number two is Petersburg, and uh, still number three is Tatopolis, as they stayed up there at 21 and 3 with 70 points. Um, and then number 10 is Paris after falling to Robinson uh, this past week, uh, they fall a couple of spots to uh, number 10 after being previously ranked number 8. They're holding on to the top 10, though, with only 16 points. And right behind them is Breeze Modern Day. They have 11 uh, votes. Breeze Central has 2, and uh, that's it for 2A. In 1A, we have uh, Galena. They're still number 1, and they're receiving 6-place votes. But right behind them... Receiving 87 points, just one point off of number one overall. It's Tuscola as they received a three of first place votes. They're still undefeated. They're clocked in at 25 and 0. Go for that LIC or that CIC conference championship tonight over St. T. So number two in all the land, and they're only one vote away from being number one in 1A. Uh, we also got a lot of teams I've seen familiar from last year's uh, postseason. Oakville, they're still number three. Brown County, still four. Minden Unity, uh, they moved up a spot to a number five. Uh, we also had Nioga jump back into the polls as well as they come in at number eight after uh, knocking off St. Anthony in the NTC uh, Conference Championship game. They're back in the top ten at number eight after being not ranked at all with 24 points. And speaking of St. Anthony, they uh, dropped five spots as they went from number five all the way down to a ten. So they're hanging on to that uh, number uh, ten slot. 16 points and uh, just missing out on uh, 1A top 10. It's Father McGivney. They had a 10 points and uh, Carlisle, they're receiving two votes and Tri County received one vote as well. And hey, Father McGivney, 
coming up on the uh, Lady Indians basketball uh, schedule coming up uh, not too long from now. And also, with these uh, polls coming out, you know, and we keep talking about it, but we should see the seedings uh, come out for girls basketball uh, for regional play coming up very shortly uh, because we don't have a lot of season left to go. I know that Altamont's only got uh, four or five regular season games left on their uh, schedule uh, there. So we're getting pretty close to uh, postseason play. So we need to find out those seeds uh, very, very soon. I know 1st of February, I think, was the deadline to have those seeds turned in. So hopefully we'll get that very, very soon as that was a look at the top 10, according to the Associated Press and all the area teams there. All right, let's close this show down, and let's close it down talking about the NFL. Some award finalists and get my predictions on who is taking home the awards to close out the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topless State Bank. And Topless Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. The NFL playoffs are heating up, and the easiest way to get into all the action is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. Don't miss out. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. one 8 777-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We are in our brand new studios. I gotta tell you though, like the problem with the studio is shooting from the side for me is not good. I'm taking up a lot of space and everybody gets to see it. So there's nothing wrong with taking up space. You do it literally and figuratively. Can you look at this picture right now and say, that guy's got it going on? That's my partner right there. I understand I love that. It. Appreciate we are the fact a show for back. the big, the bold, and the ball. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on 989 The Game. Mike Greenberg. Green. Kyler Murray will have input into who their new coach is. What, is Kyler going to play Call of Duty with this guy and decide this is who should be the coach? That organization has absolutely no idea what it's doing. Like, as a Jet fan, I feel better. Like, yeah, we got the quarterback all wrong, but we didn't extend Robert Sala 10 months ago for five years and then fire him on Monday. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham, source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. And now... Is this really what we're talking about today? Because if it is, I'm going to leave. The starting lineup. Like, this is ridiculous. All right, we'll get back on track. (laughs) Sports podcast talking about phones. Give me a break. On 98.9 The Game. This is ridiculous. Give me a break. 
Diaz starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks hanging out with you. I'm only hanging out with you here on 98.9, which is a smidge a bit longer. Come up, still got more stuff to uh, talk about. I'll probably get to uh, the uh, NHL and uh, college basketball in uh, the uh, podcast. Of course, you can find those pod wherever you find your favorite podcast. Well, let's close it out talking about uh, everyone's favorite sport, or at least America's favorite sport, and that's the game of pigskin. That's the game of uh, football. Uh, of course, I'm uh, talking about the real football. And the uh, speaking of the Associated Press, we just had the high school basketball polls. Well, the Associated Press uh, came out with their award finalist nominees for uh, the NFL award of the season, NFL MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Offensive uh, and Defensive Rookies of the Year, and Assistant Coach of the Year as well. So let's build this up to uh, the uh, MVP, it looks like. In the category, you have the three players nominated for Offensive Player of the Year that are still uh, nominated in the MVP uh, category. So Maybe I'll give my MVP vote away right off the bat, but the three nominees for the Offensive Player of the Year is Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles, Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings, talented wide receiver there, and Patty Mahomes as well, who I mentioned in the Sports Center hit, appears to be good to go, and he also was in the press conference yesterday as he was leaving. He had no noticeable limp, uh, so I think he is what he says he is, good to go, but he's got to face his kryptonite and Joe Burrow. Uh, this weekend, even though it is in Arrowhead. Uh, and I think the Jets are in Jets. The Chiefs just pulled the head in the betting and the spread, I, I want to say. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Jalen Hurts here. Uh, you can't go wrong with either one with uh, Patrick Mahomes or uh, Hurts. But I think I would lean more towards uh, Jalen Hurts this season. He was big, big impactful player uh, there for uh, Philadelphia. I guess you could say the same for Patrick Mahomes and where would the Chiefs be without him and where would the Eagles be without Jalen Hurts. Justin Jefferson, uh, unfortunately, sometimes unless you do something really outstanding, it's kind of tough to be uh, quarterbacks in these categories just from a numbers uh, perspective. So I think he's already behind the eight ball as well. And He's nominated for MVP as well. Like I said, all three of those guys are. Defensive player of the year could be uh, the three finalists of Nick Bosa from the 49ers, Chris Jones from the Chiefs, and Micah Mika Parsons from the uh, Cowboys. Uh, Parsons making some headlines or making some waves. Or people may be making something out of nothing uh, by some of his uh, tweets, but about Dak possibly or I know I'm not sure what it was all about but uh, you know Parsons has kind of been battling with Aaron Donald for uh, this award last year and Donald's kind of had this on lockdown so it is uh, from that perspective nice to see someone else going to be recognized for the outstanding play that uh, the domination of Aaron Donald uh, wasn't felt this season for the uh, Rams uh, been uh, in the injury bugs so uh, I would kind of lead uh, towards uh, Bosa here in uh, this one for the Niners. Of course, you can't go wrong. Like I said, you can't go wrong with Hertz or Mahomes. You can't go wrong with Bosa or Parsons to uh, affect the game on the defensive side there. So, But I would lean more towards uh, Nick Bosa for my prediction. 
Uh, comeback player of the year is Saquon Barkley from the New York Giants, Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers, or Geno Smith from the uh, Seahawks. And, of course, on the program here, I would kind of lean towards Geno Smith as no one expected him to uh, be as good as he was and had no business being as good as he was for Seattle this season. So that's where I would land, even though McCaffrey did have a bounce back season from the 49ers getting traded there from Carolina. And no doubt this has changed the game for the uh, 49ers and made them even more dynamic there. And uh, Saquon, of course, had a bounce back season uh, for the Giants and one of the reasons why they were so successful this year as well. But I would still give it to Gino because, I mean, everyone is kind of expecting Barkley to have a bounce back season and McCaffrey just because of the talented player. You just weren't sure with an injury. So those two guys were kind of had expected to be good, but you had no expectations on Geno Smith uh, to be as good as he was. So that's where I would lean there. Uh, Coach of the year is either going to be Brian Dable from the Giants, Doug Peterson from the Jags, and Kyle Shanahan from the 49ers. Kind of surprised that uh, the Eagles uh, coach isn't nominated here, but I can't. you can't go wrong with any three of those guys. I would say, you know, the 49ers, they already had some expectations on them. And I think Coach of the Year is kind of the one uh, with a team that didn't have a lot of expectations or kind of surprised a lot of people this season. So that's where I would lean Debo or uh, Peterson in this situation. I would kind of go, it's tough for me. I would kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Doug Peterson uh, for the Jags as well. And uh, if the Lions would have made the playoffs, Dan Campbell would have been in here as well but uh, I do see that the uh, one of the assistants of the year possibly could be someone from Detroit uh, offensive rookie of the year nominations are Kenneth Walker the third uh, from the Seahawks uh, Garrett Wilson for the Jets he's outstanding dynamic player both on the field and fantasy purposes until he got hurt and then a Brock Purdy for the 49ers he played in five games and I know he's been great but come on this is this is prisoner of the moment here. Come on. Give it to one of the other two guys. I would kind of lean towards uh, Kenneth Walker, but I'm not shocked if Pretty wins this. And uh, the the postseason's not supposed to come into effect in any of the awards either. So, I mean, come on. Five games versus a guy that's been uh, all season. So, uh, I mean, I hate picking two Seahawks here, but that's kind of where uh, I would lean. And I think if the Jets, if he played uh, longer, he probably would have uh, got it easily. Uh, defensive for the Rookie of the Year also could be from the Jets as well as a Sauce Gardner nominated, Aiden Hutchinson for the Lions, and Tricon Woolen for the Seahawks. So, Seahawks getting nominations left and right all over the place here. Uh, but I would kind of lead towards Aiden Hutchinson for the uh, Lions. You can't go wrong with Sauce Gardner either, but I would kind of lead towards Aiden on that one, how he affected that uh, Lions defense, and especially being uh, one of the top picks in the draft as well. What was he, number one, right? So uh, he wasn't a complete bust, so he already had those lofty expectations on him. So that's kind of where I would lean. Uh, speaking of the Lions, their assistant, Ben Johnson, who is staying, the offensive coordinator, and he's nominated for assistant coach of the year. Also, D'Amico Ryans for the Niners, and Sane Stitchy for, Steichen, excuse me, for the Eagles as well of course you know the way that I uh, fan of the Lions I would go Ben Johnson uh, here for OC there that's kind of where I would lean all right 
This is what I've been building to. It's the NFL MVP. The nominations are Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills, Joe Burrow for the Bengals, Jalen Hurts for the Eagles, Justin Jefferson with the Vikings, or Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. Again, unfortunately, Justin Jefferson kind of uh, is going to get overlooked in this category by all these quarterbacks. Uh, Joe Burrow, yes, he's had a great season, but is he MVP worthy? No, I don't think so. Josh Allen, I, I love how we were moving the goalposts with Josh Allen. I love how that we're uh, all of a sudden he's not a very good quarterback, I guess, because that's the way some people are talking. Look, Josh Allen. You know, sometimes it happens, you know. Is the window closing for the Bills? Possibly. But it did. Uh, not having uh, Diebel there as his OC, did that affect him? Maybe. He was also playing through an injury as well. He even said it after the uh, post-game presser as well. I, I just love how we're just completely writing off the Bills now. Like, they haven't been one of the best teams in the league in the past three years. But all of a sudden, we're done with them. All of a sudden, the window is closing. No. But I don't think Josh Allen, especially the way he played uh, down the stretch and how he had a lot of interceptions as well. And funny, I keep bringing it up on the show, but it's funny how we keep talking about Dak Prescott's interceptions, but we don't talk about uh, Josh Allen's interceptions uh, that much as well. I guess it's a double standard that we hold uh, Cowboys players uh, to. But I don't think Allen has a shot, especially after he played at the end of the season. So, again, in this category, you would either go Mahomes or Jalen Hurts. I think you can't go wrong with either one. Uh, but I feel like it's kind of the expectations thing. You would expect Patrick Mahomes to be good. And, yes, he didn't have Tyreek Hill this season, and some people thought that maybe he might be a little worse. Some experts, so-called experts, said that. But uh, you can't go wrong with either one. I wouldn't be shocked if it went to uh, Mahomes, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I think I would lean uh, Jalen Hurts uh, this season, uh, the way he played. That's where my vote would land for MVP, and that's uh, Jalen Hurts, as much as it hurts to pick an eagle there from Philadelphia. I'd have to go with Jalen uh, there. So uh, those are my predictions for the AP Awards, and we might get Eric's opinion uh, next week. But uh, make sure you stay tuned to uh, the uh, podcast feed uh, for uh, tomorrow's uh, show and also uh, for uh, the podcast coming up with uh, NHL and uh, college basketball and a couple other random news and notes for you coming up in the pod. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Fitz and Harry. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks still hanging out with you. I still got more stuff today, more stuff to talk about today. And uh, coming up, I'll be hitting on some NHL, college basketball, and some other random news and uh, notes as well that I want to uh, get into and want to uh, throw out there and into the universe. But some of the things that I need to uh, talk about, I need to get Eric's uh, opinion on. So we'll... Uh, wait to get his opinions, but 
I'll, I'll throw it out there into uh, the uh, universe. But first, let's uh, clean up some things from uh, SportsCenter. Uh, A.J. Brown making some headlines there after his uh, sideline frustration there uh, was shown uh, on the Eagles game. Uh, the Eagles, a key member of the Eagles offense, is shedding light on the sideline frustration during the playoff win over the Giants. A.J. Brown spoke to the media on Wednesday, said that he f- if they throw the ball to me 100 times, I'm going to want it 101 times. The star receiver went on to say getting the ball often keeps you going, definitely puts you in a zone. Of course, I want the ball. Brown said had three catches for 22 yards in the blowout win. Head coach uh, Nick Sorani said the team ran the ball well in the game and no receiver had a lot of targets or opportunities. Of course, Philadelphia hosts the 49ers in the NFC Championship game on a Sunday afternoon that we'll be talking about and we'll pick tomorrow as well as we got we to gotta pick them coming up uh, on uh, tomorrow's uh, show uh, for uh, the uh, big AFC-NFC uh, Championship games that you can uh, hear on a 98-9, the game as well. Coverage for you for the championship games and in a couple weeks for the big game as well. Uh, let's see here. The Phoenix Suns and uh, Phoenix Mercury will soon be under new uh, ownership. Uh, the new owner's $4 billion purchase of a majority stake in the two franchises is expected to be finalized within the next two weeks, according to ESPN. A press conference to introduce the new owners set tech place in Phoenix on the morning of February 8th, which is one day before the uh, trade deadline for the NBA. The NBA's Board of Governors is expected to approve the purchase with a vote earlier next month. And uh, this new owner is the uh, president and CEO of a Michigan-based company, uh, United Wholesome Mortgage. Milwaukee Bucks will be without one of their power forwards for the foreseeable future. Bobby Portis is slated to miss at least the next two weeks with a sprained right MCL and right ankle. Portis suffered the injury in Monday's 150-130 victory over Detroit. The team announced that he would be reevaluated in two weeks. Portis is averaging 14.4 points a game, 10.1 rebounds a game, and the 27-year-old is shooting 49.9% from the field. And finally, the Rays are locking up one of their rotation arms. Tampa Bay announced Wednesday that it signed left-handed pitcher Jeffrey Springs to a four-year extension. The deal is reportedly worth $31 million and reached $65.75 million with incentives and a $15 million option in 2027. Springs is coming off a career year when he compiled a 9-5 record, 2.46 ERA through 25 starts. The 30-year-old was traded by the Red Sox to the Rays in 2021. So there you go. And another one that's not on SportsCenter because it didn't make the uh, list, and it was the uh, New York Jets. They are hiring a new offensive coordinator. That's right. Uh, they are hiring former Denver Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett as their new offensive coordinator. And uh, that is significant because just like the Broncos, who, you know, there was some speculation that they may have hired uh, Hackett as he was an offensive coordinator there in Green Bay to possibly entice Mr. Aaron Rodgers to uh, come and play there in Denver. So I think the Jets are just trying to run it back. They possibly could be. They hear the rumors. They hear the rumor in Indiando. They know that they possibly could be trading for a quarterback, and particularly one they used to play in uh, Green Bay. mentioned the other day, uh, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, that – Rogers' top five destinations, according to uh, Dominic Foxworth, and one of them was the uh, Jets. Again, I 
don't think I see it because of the uh, media. There is just a firestorm in New York. And as well, like, yes, they have uh, some weapons, but is he really in a better position than he is in Green Bay? Maybe more for his sanity, for his happiness, I guess. But I don't know. Jets are going to try. They're, they're going to try to uh, lure uh, Rodgers with uh, teaming up with him with his uh, old offensive coordinator there. So I guess they give him an A for effort uh, there. Also, I thought this uh, story uh, was interesting in the world of uh, college football. Apparently, an audit was done, and it discovered that LSU uh, paid Brian Kelly by $1 million in 2022. How does that happen? LSU accidentally overpaid the Tigers head coach, Brian Kelly, by $1 million. Man, that's a big mistake there on their part. But why would you say anything? And uh, don't blame Kelly for not saying anything until this point. But uh, they overpaid Kelly by $1 million during his first year of a $10 million or 10-year, $100 million contract, but later discovered the error and moved to correct it. The uh, Louisiana Logistics Auditor, Legislative, sorry. Uh, To correct it, the Louisiana Legislative Auditor's Office said Wednesday, Kelly was overpaid $1,001,368 in supplemental payments in 2022 because of duplicate payments made both to Kelly's LLC and to the coach directly. Man, that was an unfortunate mistake. Wish I could have had a uh, mistake that I could have got overpaid by a million dollars, but... I guess some of us can uh, be that lucky to live in Bayou and develop a Bayou accent and also getting overpaid by a million dollars. But obviously that's not his, so he's going to have to uh, return that million dollars. So uh, I thought that was uh, funny news and the notes there for Mr. Uh, Brian Kelly. And also, this is one of the things that I wanted to talk about with with Eric. So we'll get his uh, comments on it when he returns to uh, the uh, program probably next week. Uh, But uh, it was the T-Gate in golf from yesterday. I know he doesn't like to talk about live, and I know that we give him a lot of spotlight uh, here. But I do think that this is a story that's kind of uh, not really big, but it's just a talking point in the golf of the tea gate of Patrick Reed, of course, one of the defectors from uh, live golf and one of the biggest uh, ones who was a part of the lawsuit there with against the PGA tour and Roy McElroy uh, was the, one of the ones that outspoken against live, of course, kind of in the face of the PGA tour being outspoken on live. Well, Apparently, the, this uh, Dubai tournament that they're having, Rory and Reed uh, were both there, and Rory was uh, warming up on the practice range, and uh, Reed went to go shake his hand, and Rory wanted to know a part of that. And so uh, Reed just kind of, like, tossed his tee at, at Rory. I mean, it's kind of a petty little thing, but maybe this whole thing is uh, petty. But also, I know it's for different reasons, but maybe this could be good for golf. You know, like I just said about the NBA. Rivalries. Sports needs rivalries, just like professional wrestling. Everyone needs to have a baby face to cheer for and a heel to cheer against. And obviously the heels would be uh, live in this situation. And yes, I know it's not for the right reasons uh, with uh, what Liv is doing. but uh, And I know that 
this is why maybe that they need the PGA Tour needs to have these live guys on uh, tour. You can have these rivalries develops between these two rival companies. I mean, my gosh, this is like uh, WWE and WCW on the same uh, golf course. If that happened, or they're in the same arena, but they're kind of being loosely affiliated uh, with each other. But uh, I know that you kind of give uh, live some free exposure with having their name on shirts and polos and hats and bags and all that but uh i think maybe this could be a good thing for for the sport if uh these rivalries really start to uh, develop uh there i know it's kind of starting kind of petty with lawsuits and tees and, and everything i know it's not that big of a deal it's not like these two guys into a shouting match into a shoving match and almost a fight on the on the range there but maybe this could develop into uh, something but um one of the reasons why rory didn't want any part of Patrick Reed's um, one of the reasons why he didn't want any part of his uh, peace offering, I guess, or, you know, pleasantries, I guess you would say is more like it uh, was uh, because of the uh, lawsuit made uh, by uh, Patrick Reed and uh, Roy did not take too kindly to that because uh, when he was asked uh, about that, he said, yeah, I was subpoenaed by his lawyer on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, that's like being fired on Christmas or fired on your birthday. So, of course, uh, trying to uh, have a nice time, trying to have a nice time with my family, and someone shows up at your doorstep and delivers that you're not going to take that well. So, again, I'm living in reality. I don't know where he's living. If I were in his shoes, I wouldn't expect a hello or handshake from Roy McElroy. And he was also asked a couple more questions about it in the press conference uh, the other day. And uh, he just kind of uh, shrugged it off and uh, was kind of silent on some of the uh, questions and whatnot. So uh, I've probably already given this uh, enough exposure for Eric's liking. Uh, but uh, I don't know. That's uh, throwing my two cents in there. Let's take a look at some NHL and college basketball that happened last night. And the NHL is the Senators over the Islanders, 2-1. to one. Maple Leafs in overtime over the uh, Rangers, 3-2. Uh, to two. Yeah, the Hurricanes defeat the Stars in overtime, 3-2. Uh, to two. So a couple of good games. And another one, Blue Jackets over Edmonton, 3-2. to two. And we also had the Columbus goaltender, 34 saves last night in the win over Edmonton and also Eric's Kraken six to one over the uh, Canucks there. So there is what happened in the NHL last night. What's going on tonight? Red Wings, Canadians, Bruins, Lightning. Uh, it's an outstanding matchup right there. Penguins and the Capitals, uh, Crosby versus Ovechkin, uh, Flyers against the Wild, Devils, Predators, Sabres, Jets, Blues at the Coyotes, Blackhawks at Calgary. And the Ducks against Avalanche tonight as well. What happened in college basketball last night? Well, uh, Alabama, they took care of business uh, against Mississippi State, but it was uh, pretty close as it was a 66 to a 63. A clutch three-pointer by Bama ends up giving them the uh, slight edge there. It was uh, number three, Houston, bouncing back after their loss. They beat UCF, 82-71. to 71. Tennessee beat Georgia again, or not again, but got some revenge from the football field, I guess you'd say. Uh, number four, Tennessee all over Georgia, 70-41. to 41. 
It was Xavier taking down UConn, so you can pretty much wave goodbye to UConn on the top 25. They've plummeted here as they Xavier gets by uh, the Huskies 82-79. Texas A&M over Auburn 79-63, and Providence over Butler 79-58 there. Big Ten basketball last night, we had a uh, Northwestern win over Nebraska, and they beat the uh, Cornhuskers eight or seven straight times now. And so Northwestern back-to-back victories, and uh, they are five and three in the Big Ten, fourteen and five overall. Six three-pointers by Ty Berry last night for the Wildcats. Maryland uh, they had defeated Wisconsin uh, seventy-three to uh, fifty-five. So Wisconsin coming in off of a Loss off an L there against the Illini on a Saturday in the Cole Center. So we'll see how they respond. And it was also Indiana not playing so well in the barn last night. 61-57. Where was this performance on the game against the Illini? As they struggled a little bit there against the Gophers in the second half, it looks like. Well, actually... I mean, they only had a three-point edge at halftime. Trace Jackson Davis did his job, though. Six blocks, 25 points, 21 rebounds. So, man, all you needed uh, was to face Illinois to get him going. He's been uh, pretty good ever since uh, he beat the Illini and the Hoosiers uh, there. So, uh, that's what happened last night. What's happening tonight? You got number 21, Florida Atlanta against Middle Tennessee. You got a number one, Purdue, visiting Ann Arbor to take on the Wolverines of Michigan. Uh, it would just be something for – it would just be totally the Big Ten if uh, Hunter Dickerson and Michigan would beat Purdue tonight. But uh, Purdue favored by five points in uh, this one, uh, even though I think Zach Eadie's going <laughs> to – he's going to take uh, Hunter Dickerson's lunch money. Uh, tonight, uh, number eight UCLA against uh, USC, and a number six Arizona against Washington State. Anything else going on in the Big Ten besides that Purdue Michigan game? It's Iowa and Michigan State this evening, as well. So there is that. Taking a look at the action for tonight. I don't have anything uh, else. I think I got to uh, everything here on the ESPN headlines that I wanted to get to. Uh, sports centers taken care of. NHLs cleaned up. National sports are all uh, cleaned up for today. Again, uh, stay tuned to the uh, podcast feed uh, for tomorrow's show. I'm planning on not being on the uh, terrestrial uh, radio show uh, tomorrow, so uh, stay tuned uh, for the uh, podcast feed uh, for tomorrow's episode. I'll be uh, back there to uh, take care and take a look at the uh, LIC remaining schedule that had to be changed after uh, some games were postponed uh, from last night. And I'll be back to recap the NTC as well and maybe uh, preview the Friday semifinals and the championship game uh, there on a Saturday night as well. As we got to get to pick them as well in some sort of fashion tomorrow as well. So I will talk to you then, and thanks for sticking out with me today, flying solo, and I'll be flying solo tomorrow as well. So stick around for that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Peace out.